Welcome to the Inner Peace and Other Cool Shit podcast, the show that helps you find freedom from anxiety, overthinking, worry, and stress. I'm Siobhan Friel, a fellow human being, transformational coach, and your new friend. Come and hang out with me as we explore a whole new understanding of the human experience so you can enjoy life with more peace and ease. Hello, welcome back. It's episode number two of the Inner Peace and Other Cool Shit podcast. Today, we're talking about the great misunderstanding about thoughts. In this episode, I'm going to be speaking about how our lives are quite literally made of thought, what we think thought is and why this is keeping many of us miserable, what thought actually is and why this is amazing news, especially if you experience a lot of anxiety, worry, stress and overwhelm. I'll probably throw in a few questionable metaphors along the way. So I touched on thought in the last episode 100% of our experience of life comes from thought. Our experience of life is 100% created by what we're thinking moment to moment. That doesn't mean that stuff in the world is not happening, such as your ironing board collapsing on your bare foot or having an argument with your partner or being made redundant. But our experience of those things and all the things is brought to us by our thinking, like by our thoughts. So take the ironing board collapsing on the barefoot thing. That was my ironing board and that was my foot this morning. My experience of that was created by thought. My overall experience was a bit like, ouch, but okay. Like not a big deal, but not my favourite moment of the day so far. This experience result, I guess, was created by loads and loads and loads of thoughts, mostly unconscious, across infinite touch points, such as concepts about ironing boards, concepts about small accidents in the home, memories of ironing boards and small accidents in the home and other things that have happened, uh, our mood, our predictions on what this means, our judgments. Those touch points are all thoughts too, by the way. A memory is a thought and a judgment is a thought. Anyway, let's carry on. So, for example, this morning, I could have been thinking how many times this had happened in the past and what this means about me. What does it mean about ironing boards? What does it mean about my level of clumsiness or general incompetence in life? I could have been thinking about the degree to which I thought it was my fault or the ironing board's fault. I could have been thinking about how much time this set me back and the implications of that for the day. I could have been having judgment-filled thoughts around my decision to choose an outfit which needed ironing in the first place and why didn't I just wear a stretchy t-shirt that doesn't need ironing. I could have been thinking about whether the ironing board collapsing was an omen for the day or whether it signified the overall collapsing of my life. (laughs) All of these zillions of thoughts kind of combine together to create our experience in that moment. So someone else would have had a very different experience of the ironing board collapsing, even if their general kind of overarching view was similar to me, like, okay, not great, but not terrible kind of thing. We can think of our experience a bit like colour. 
it's on a spectrum and it's extremely subjective. So two people can say that something is pink and they would agree on that, but the shades can be very, very different for them to both agree that it's pink. They would have different ideas on where pink starts to become red, what opacity is needed and brightness values and stuff like that. All the many thoughts which had been zipping through my head when the ironing board fell, and again, most of them are unconscious, were like little blobs of different colours. And this is happening in every moment of our lives, blobs of different coloured thought combining to make an experience. Are you with me? This is why we can have the same outside world event happen many times, but experience it differently each time, even if only very slightly. This happens because of the infinite combinations of little thought blobs (laughs) available. So this is why one day your colleague is excruciating and the next they're tolerable. And like why one day your cat winding itself around your legs as you try and make coffee is annoying and then another day it's adorable or a pan boiling over is mildly funny on one day, or can make you burst <laughs> burst into tears another day. I'm laughing because that happened to me quite recently. Okay, so our experience of life is brought to us by thought 100% of the time, yeah? Okay, so why does this even matter? Like, so what? Well... It really matters because us humans have innocently misunderstood the nature of thought. So we haven't seen how the thing which is creating all of our experience, thought, actually works. And as such, we have a dysfunctional relationship with our own thinking. We have mistaken thoughts, our thinking, to be important fact-based messages about our lives when actually our thoughts are more like the incessant but harmless mutterings of an overly critical, ill-informed, fearful old conspiracy theorist. We think our thoughts are the intelligent, eminent, knowledgeable and righteous leader of the company called My Life. We think they are significantly experienced at running the company, as in running our lives, and they know what they're doing, so we pay attention and listen carefully and do what they say and take their instructions and comments very seriously. But our thoughts are not the all-knowing leader of the company called My Life, or Your Life, or Anyone's Life. They are more like um, like a lazy, untrustworthy, unreliable whinge bag who sits by the printer. That person doesn't like all the changes that the company wants to make and they just want to get to retirement with the least amount of fuss and the least amount of work done. (laughs) I bet you've worked with people like this in the past. I was just thinking that I definitely have. (laughs) It really changes the game when we come to realise that paying so much attention to our thoughts is like mistakenly reporting to that aggressive and miserable old person. We think that our thoughts are ours, but they aren't. We think they're personal to us, but they aren't. We think we create them, but we don't. We think our thoughts are mostly true and meaningful and important and they're giving us the facts about ourselves and the outside world and facts about the future and facts about the past, but they aren't. 
If we believe that this is what thoughts are, that thoughts are these self-created and hyper-personalised, important and fact-based messages, and our experience of life is created by those important seeming thoughts, then we better hope that we're having awesome thoughts all the time, right? But the majority of thoughts for the majority of people lean to the negative. This is totally normal and this is what allowed us to evolve. Our hunter-gatherer ancestors survived by anticipating and responding to threats. So our brains haven't caught up with the breakneck speed at which society has developed and it doesn't realise that we're mostly very safe. So having a ton of negative thinking and loads of worrying and imagining future doom-filled scenarios, all of that is completely normal and very, very, very common. It's just not particularly nice, right? Okay, let's just see what we've got so far when it comes to the great misunderstanding about thought. So we think our thoughts are self-generated, highly personal, meaningful, factual and important. And our thoughts generally lean to the negative, thanks for that evolution. And our experience is entirely made of these important seeming, factual seeming, meaningful seeming (laughs) negative thoughts. So can you see this? No wonder we're all feeling like shit and looking for ways to feel better. But the misunderstanding about the nature of thought is why so many of us experience stress and anxiety and overwhelm and insecurity and worry and depression. So what's actually going on here? What is the nature of thought? Okay, well, I love this. So our thoughts are impersonal. They aren't about us at all. It sounds like they are because they're in our voice, right? But who knows why that is? If we can just let that be a mystery, it would set many of us free. But unfortunately, our human brains don't like not knowing the answers to things like that. So many of us get stuck on this bit. We don't control our thoughts. Now, this is enormous. Any thought could plop into your head and it's nothing to do with you at all. You didn't create it and you definitely don't have to believe it, much less examine it and try and change it or act on it. Thoughts are ephemeral, inherently variable and constantly on the move. And I think those things basically mean the same. (laughs) Even if you think that you're having the same thoughts constantly, like a constant feeling of anxiety when you're driving on the freeway or something, you aren't. Thoughts pop in and thoughts plop out. Our thoughts are often unhelpful and untrustworthy. And said another way, they are full of shit. So they feed off other thoughts which were also full of shit so that what we think can become a really big mess. So let's look at an example for this. Like you receive an email from your boss requesting a meeting later that day, yeah? Now remember, as the brain is always scanning for danger to keep us alive, it may very well go to the negative here. So you have a thought like, oh my God, she hated the project. And then you have a bunch of other thoughts like, she's going to fire me, I'm not going to get another job, this is terrible, I'll have no money. And then those thoughts combine and make other baby thoughts. 
So (laughs) I won't get another job, will mate with I will have no money and they will make a baby thought which is my family will leave me because I can't support them with no money. But the parent thoughts, if you like, were full of shit and completely untrustworthy. So the baby thought is doubly full of shit. (laughs) But then the double shit thought mates with another double shit thought to make (laughs) to make quadruple shit thought babies (laughs) and this carries on and on and on so this is why in the space of about two seconds you've gone from a calm person getting on with their work to imagining life as a homeless meth head living under a bridge with no family and no money and no teeth I bet you can see how one little thought can plop into your head completely unbidden and explode into a frenzied thought storm within moments. Okay, let's do a quick recap on what we've got so far for the true nature of thought. So you don't control them. Any thought can plop into your head and it's nothing to do with you. Thoughts come and thoughts go. Anything can show up in any moment and it doesn't mean anything thoughts are not facts they aren't reality they're just an ephemeral energy that happens to sound exactly like our voice so given all this the key thing that I want you to take away from everything I've said is that you don't need to take your thinking quite so seriously the implications for this are enormous it means that if you're experiencing anxious and stressful or hurtful thoughts about work or your life or your future or your family or you experience intrusive thoughts about hurting yourself or others or thoughts that you think are inappropriate or wrong in any way and if you come to see that what thoughts have just plopped into your head are nothing to do with you and don't even matter then you're going to feel a ton better Okay, to sum up then, we've all been innocently taught to think that thoughts are really important. We think that we create them and control them and thoughts are giving us important messages about ourselves and our lives and we need to pay attention and take them seriously and do what they say. But thoughts are fleeting, arbitrary, inherently meaningless, infinitely variable and frankly, none of our business. Now, you don't have to believe what I'm saying yet. So seeing the nature of thought in this way is a complete paradigm shift when it comes to human psychological functioning. And it's only just beginning to impact the way we approach mental health and our human experience. So if you're like, "Mm, I'm not sure about all this, then fine. Um, Definitely don't just believe what I'm saying. I want you to kind of see this for yourself. But consider like, if it is true, what that would mean for you. We met anxious Alice in the last episode. She believes her anxiety is coming from her job. She was the one with the asshole boss and unrealistic deadlines, if you remember. When anxious Alice explores the nature of thought with us, she's sceptical. At first, she can't even entertain the notion that thought is not important and that it comes and goes, that it doesn't mean anything about her. Because this goes against what she's always thought about thought. (laughs) And it goes against how the world is kind of set up and how everyone lives their lives. So to let this help her, anxious Alice needs to just give up what she thinks she already knows about what her thoughts like mean. 
She needs to give up the sticky belief, (laughs) which is another name for a thought, that because her thoughts are in her voice and speak directly to her, or that's how it seems, that means they are personal. So she needs to kind of let that go for a bit. That doesn't mean that anxious Alice needs to believe what I'm saying here about thoughts being impersonal and all the things. It doesn't matter what I say. It's what you and anxious Alice see for yourself about this. If you and anxious Alice can temporarily suspend what you think you know about thought and what you think you know about how our experience is created, it's going to make some space for something new. So what would be the implications for you and your life if what I'm sharing here is true? Like how would life be different for you if you just didn't really pay much attention to what's rolling through your head every day? At this point, you may be wondering, just like I was when I was coming across this new paradigm in how we work, like, how on earth do we navigate life then, if not for our thinking? If I'm saying that our entire experience of life is thought created, but then I say, don't take your thinking so seriously, and what you think doesn't matter, (laughs) then how do we, like, live? Well, I'll be exploring that with you in upcoming episodes, so stick around for that. And the reason for that is not to generate some sort of thought-based cliffhanger. I would love you to experience less overthinking, anxiety and overwhelm and all the others as soon as possible. But seeing the nature of our human experience in getting those changes that we want, like less anxiety, for example, will not come from listening to some bumper episode about me telling you everything about thought. It comes from what you see for yourself So keeping the episodes short and spacing them out kind of helps with this. So in the meantime, see if you can lightly notice the ephemeral, arbitrary, impersonal variability of thought. See how you're annoyed with one of your team at work, for example, but later that day or later that week, you're just not bothered, right? Notice how... um, Your child following you into the bathroom is really cute on one day and then really annoying the next day. See how your thoughts like jump to the worst case scenario when something happens, but then they may soften to something more realistic later. Do you see what I mean? If you kind of look for um, little examples where you can see that thought is coming and going and changing its mind and contradicting yourself, like the more we notice it, the more we end up noticing it even more. And that's how our relationship with our thinking changes. Okay, well, that was fun, wasn't it? So next time, I'm going to be talking about the role of feelings in all of this. And I really hope you'll join me. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening. This is the part where I ask you to share, review and subscribe to the show. So if you go and do that, I would absolutely love it. If you have thoughts or questions or insights about this episode or anything really, come and share them with me on Instagram at Siobhan Freel or visit me at SiobhanFreel.com. See you next time.